Welcome to Shortcuts to Mastery. I'm your host, Maria Henning, and in my universe, life is for growth and time is for bending. So hop in, my friend, buckle up, and let's get into it. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the space station. Um, I'm so excited for this episode. This is the Gene Keys episode. What the heck is it? What is the system that I talk about so much and that I've built my life and business around over the past couple of years? I want to address really quick the branding of this podcast. I'm loving it. I hope you're loving it too. My So much of my branding has been so uh, retrofuturism uh, ever since I launched my human design and gene keys app, the Cosmic Compendium, back in June of 2021. I had already given the name the Cosmic Compendium, like cosmic as a word. I was very drawn to like looking at space and things like that. And as I mentioned in my uh, story episode, I was obsessed with like astronomy and stuff as a kid. And then now as an astromancer, so a reader of the stars, you know, you are that if you're a human design reader, or a jinkies reader, or an astrology reader. I love to draw inspiration from space, from cosmic things, all of that good stuff. And yeah, but it's slowly because of my love for nostalgic things, my brand slowly kind of transitioned into retrofuturism, which is what people back in the day used to think the future was about. So my like ideal retrofuturism vibe is like the 50s and how they thought that like the future was going to look like and their take on space and high tech and futurism like yeah futuristic things so think like Tomorrowland at Disney World or for example what the Cosmic Compendium was super based on uh not necessarily like visually but just like aesthetic like the like the vibe of of it was based so much on like the Neopets Space Cafe that was like a huge uh influence on the branding and back when I was you know, Shortcuts to Mastery as a podcast has been like in the works for a long time. I've known the name of the podcast since last year, maybe a year and a half now at this point. I feel like I've known the name for a very long time, but I wasn't exactly sure on the branding. I initially thought that it was going to be like the cover was going to be this like prism light leak thing, which is now actually the branding for the master keys, which is the Gene Keys reader training, the certification style reader training that is launching soon. So it's just funny how those, you know, even though you might fall in love with branding for one thing, it might actually, you needed to fall in love with that so you could use it for something else. But a few months ago, I was doing a workshop in one of the courses I was in, and there was an invitation to kind of think of uh, your brand of, like, if you had a physical coaching school, like, what would that school look like if it was, like, Hogwarts or a castle or something like that? And I immediately was like, it would be a space station. Like, that's what it would be. And that's where all of the branding for Shortcuts to Mastery has come from. Um, and And I love it because so much of my branding already has been spaceships, launching rockets which to me signal uh, like is a is a symbol of growth which is the symbol for my gene key 54 of ascension and an aspiration that that gene key for me is growth and rockets to me kind of really symbolize that and then the spacing obviously the astrology the human design the gene keys all of that and it just it's it's such a it's also very much aligned with my astrology Aquarius rising it's such an Aquarius rising type of branding our rising sign is like you know I'm not an astrologer but I do I have dabbled aggressively in it as I've learned these two astrology based systems of human design and gene keys and you know your rising sign kind of being um, I think the best description that I, or the most common description I hear is like your personality or the way in which you maybe project yourself onto others or rather the way in which others typically tend to see you at first. Aquarius is like the alien of the Zodiac. So um, as I kind of play with the, just recording this podcast and as I edit it and I keep, and I hear the like spaceship noises in the intro and the there's some raw audio in there too which I'm curious if you can catch it I I've just been having a lot of fun um and and getting more and more into like the space vibe so yeah so it's been super fun um so that is my little intro a little bit of a backstory on the podcast and the uh and the branding of it, I'm super huge on branding and design and visuals. So you might, we might 
I'm sure we will talk a lot more about it on this podcast as we go. But to the purpose of today's podcast is to talk about the second system and the one that I really have focused more on in the last two years and the one that I'm creating an entire certification style reader training on, which is the Gene Keys system. So without further ado, let's get into what this beast of a system is all about. So to set some context on the context, as I was saying in my previous episode, I am a context provider. Um, as I was listening back to the human design episode, just to quickly do some edits and, and put it all together with the music to then produce it for you guys, I noticed there was a big kind of thing missing that I didn't mention, which is what is the purpose? Like what what is the purpose of these systems? And so um, I'll mention that now since Gene Keys falls under the same category. So human design and Gene Keys are typology systems that essentially give you a guide to becoming more yourself where that is the purpose the purpose is to become yourself as as self-expressed as you can be as as true to yourself as you can be and it gives you a guide to doing that you know we often hear like just be yourself and like everything's gonna work out just be you (laughs) i went to boston university so be you that was always our joke just be you but there's no often there's no real guidelines to that it tends to just fall as like a pith fall on our ears as like a pithy cliche that has it, it can sometimes make you feel bad because it's like well I don't know do I even like myself how how am I supposed to be myself I don't know how to do this and what I love about human design and gene keys is that, it, is that they both give you such great practical guidelines not in like a boxed in type of way but just like a try this thing and it should feel like this you know in terms of how it should feel like to live to live as yourself and it always feels so good the more that you play with this these systems and 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 truly become more yourself so in the in the human design process or in the human design system that process is called the process of deconditioning essentially removing the societal conditioning religious familial schooling conditioning etc that whether intentionally or not steered you away from being truly yourself. So a quick example in the human design system, um, one of the types in human design, the manifestor type, is a type that is here to initiate their own ideas and their own urges. And that is only 9% of the population. Everyone else is a different type that has a different strategy that it typically t- involves waiting of some kind. However, all of us are really conditioned to like be go-getters and like initiate the thing and take the first step. And like, that's how you're going to, you know, get your success. And that's the people notice people that go first. And that could work depending on how you use your design. Like, I'm not saying that other, that generators or projectors can't be go-getters, but often we're conditioned into being like a different type that we are. Um, Or a lot of the world is set up for, the types that are the majority, for example, generator types, you know, generators and manifesting generators, we make up around 70%, give or take of the population. And most of the world is designed for our sacral energy, which again, we haven't chatted about that yet. So no worries if you don't know what, what I'm talking about. But essentially, the goal of the human design system is to decondition you from anything that told you that you shouldn't be yourself and that you shouldn't be the way that you know yourself to be. And then with the gene keys, the gene keys system, again, a typology system, not typology in the sense of like, like it's similar to Myers-Briggs and Enneagram, which is like, here's your personality traits and da 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 But again, different in the sense that they're both based off of your birth time. And, and we use astrology to calculate this. So there are these unchanging you know, screenshots of of your energy and who you are, but they're typology systems in the sense that they tell you about who you are and how to become more yourself and strategies that could work for people like you, depending on the energies that you have. Um, in, In the Gene Key system, you know, we talked about how human design is an experiment, something that you play with and you put into practice. The Gene Key system is a contemplation. And specifically, uh, let's talk about exactly what the Gene Key system is and how it allows us to be more ourselves. It's a contemplative system that provides us a spiritual path, literally a map of the challenges and breakthroughs that we will experience in our personal lives, relationships, and our soul-led careers. So the, the work of the Gene Keys, if the if the title of human design is that it's an experiment, the work is then to decondition. And then similarly with the Gene Keys, if the title of the Gene Keys is that it's a contemplation, 
or yeah, I guess it's a contemplation. The path is to contemplate, essentially. Um, contemplate and, and play with and, and let these teachings sink in. It's a, mu- it's a much more feminine system. Um, it, there's a lot more room for interpretation and wordplay, which is really fun. Um, but the, the, the thing why I like to work with both of them together is that we have human design that gives us the manual to how our energy works. And so we're looking at the body and the physiology and, and how we best move our energy. And then with the gene keys, it gives us the kind of the map of the things that we're going to experience. Again, it's not going to tell you like, Hey, when you turn two, like you're going to turn two, no one's listening to this. Who's under the age of two. Um, you know, when you turn 50, this is what you're going to experience. Um, you know, astrology can definitely tell you we can be we can look at predictive astrology for overarching trends and things like that but with the gene keys it's more like hey these are the challenges that you're going to face in these certain areas of life over and over and over again but each time that you overcome those challenges you're going to get a lot better at them and you're going to reach new levels in those areas again personal life relationships and career and you're going to experience higher level challenges that meet you at the level where you're at so that's kind of the map. It's more a general look at exactly the the themes of the challenges that lead to breakthroughs in these areas of life. And really the Gene Key system, like it, it's not, there's not an aggressive focus on it, but really the promise of it is enlightenment. <laughs> like it is a system of self-illumination is how it's described. So the, the, the attainment of the highest possible state of consciousness. And there are many other spiritual systems that offer us spiritual paths, um, you know, whether the path be meditation or the path be yoga or, you know, certain other things that you need to do. I mean, religion offers us spiritual paths as well. Um, and so the Gene Keys is, is a s- similar system in that way. It offers us a spiritual path, a thing to do in order to attain enlightenment, in order to attain surrender, onto beauty and love and truth. Um, and so it's really helpful to combine both of these systems together. Again, I lean way more on gene keys. Just It just works more in my brain and I remember it a lot better and I just like it more and I find it to be, um, in the way that I like to be super highly specific, I find that it, it scratches that itch really well. You can be super highly specific with human design and gene keys too, uh, or, or rather human design and astrology, but I just am much better at being super able to just predict things for people um, with the gene keys. So yeah, so a little recap before we get into more of what the gene keys is, you know, both human design and gene keys are these typology systems that offer us this guide to becoming more ourselves, where that is the goal to, to become your deep more and more authentically yourself. And specifically with the gene keys, we're getting more of a spiritual path looking at the general challenges and breakthroughs that we're going to experience in life that are then going to lead us to higher levels of experiencing ourselves, our relationships, and our careers, where the path is to simply contemplate. So let's get into contemplation a little bit. What the heck is contemplation? There's essentially the the description that I that I like to follow is it's the middle path. So we have meditation as one path and we have concentration as the other path or rather these are the two ends of the spectrum so meditation being let a thought come in and just pass and concentration being focus on the thought like take it in and it's it's the it's the masculine version and versus we could say that feminine uh meditation is the feminine approach and so contemplation is sort of the approach in between it's the blend of the two sometimes letting the thought come in and pass and sometimes actually sitting there and thinking with it and, and or thinking about it and really seeing how, what, what insights come up. And when you look at your gene keys, your unique gene keys, and you learn about all the things that, that they have to say about you, the only thing to do then next is just to keep thinking about them and not, but not think about them all the time. Just let them come in and, and go out as you please. Talk about them with friends, journal about them. I do lots of different contemplation practices. I do EFT tapping with my gene keys. I uh, do embodiment work with my gene keys. If you've been following me recently, you've seen all the embodiment and dance work that I've been talking about that are that is guided by my unique gene keys. This podcast will definitely be a huge uh, uh, vehicle of contemplation for me because I am going to talk about specific jinkies and process out loud and let those insights come up and let those dots connect live as I'm recording. So it's going to be a great 
again, vehicle for me to contemplate my gene keys. But that is all that you do. There's nothing to do with the gene keys, which is, you know, at first kind of challenging for for folks to hear. But then it's then it's relieving and it's 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 lovely because it's like, oh, I just have to kind of think about this during my day to day. And sometimes I can go back and study it again or read it again or talk about it or get a reading or whatever. But I don't have to be the the jinkies, the source folks talk about it being like it. It's something that you can integrate in your day to day life. It's not meant to take away from your life. It's meant to just integrate seamlessly and add on to your life, whether you're, you know, doing the dishes or, um, you know, folding your laundry. You can just think about these things or listen to a podcast like this one that tells you about, you know, your jinkies X, Y and Z. So. It's a really beautiful system. You can see already how it's very different from human design, where in human design we have, you know, these kind of main commandments of follow your strategy and authority. And there's very specific ways of doing that. Um, Obviously, it's going to be nuanced depending on how it shows up in your life. But it's like the way to follow your strategy and authority. There's lots of prescription around that. Versus with the gene keys, it's like, just contemplate it, like read, like whatever that means to you to read, to not, to think on it, to not whatever, just play with it. So it's a very, it's a very gentle system. Um, I think, I believe that they're, uh, they're, yeah, like when they describe contemplation, the subtitle is like a gentle approach to self-illumination or something like that. I know that the, the words, the gentle approach to is is there for sure whether it's self-illumination or surrender or whatever i think it's self-illumination doesn't matter it's just a gentle a really gentle approach which is really really nice but yeah so a quick little backstory on where the gene key system comes from the founder of the gene keys is a man named richard rudd and what i always say is richard rudd is alive and well and he is on clubhouse and youtube and instagram i mean now it's mostly his team but he is continuing to develop this pro- this uh, system he's actually teaching a whole new addition to the system right now so it's really cool because if you're really into these systems and then particularly if you're really into the gene keys, like the founder is still alive. Like, that's so cool. Like you could possibly meet him or like I have him on your podcast or something like that. I know some friends of mine that have been able to have that privilege. So that's, I think that's really cool. And he uh, was a student of the I Ching first, which is one of the systems that gene keys, both human design and gene keys borrow from. And then he actually became a human design student. So Richard already had studied the I Ching and and when Ra created or channeled or downloaded or whatever you want to call it, the human design system in 1987, Richard found it, I don't believe right away, but pretty quickly. And his description, you know, from my memory is, is being really interested in the, in the fact that this guy that Ra had mapped the I Ching hexagrams on certain degrees of the Zodiac. And so there was a, there was a way in which we could now know what hexagrams we have depending on our astrology. And so Richard actually became one of the early human design students and um, has developed human design work on his own. He has a couple of human design books. He even has a whole style, uh, like a whole school of thought, which is called integral human design, which integrates human design and Jinky's language. We'll talk about why Jinky's language is different and how it works, which I think is really cool. And one of my favorite parts about it. And, um, and so he, you know, was a student of the I Ching first, then a student of human design, whole life kind of a mystic and poet and spiritual seeker. And through his own spiritual experiences, had had a similar, no, he did not have an encounter with a voice like Ra, but he had his own kind of channeling, downloading experience where he brought these systems through him. The way that he describes it is he is the first student of the gene keys, essentially. It's not that he's the teacher. He's just the the vehicle through which the, the wisdom was transmitted. And something that I'll say right now to, to kind of keep using that word transmission, this is something I talk about a lot uh, in my content and kind of call out and people really appreciate it because it's like a, a weird thing that, that happens. The gene key system, as described by the gene key source, so Richard, is a living wisdom. And it's kind of funky to 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 contemplate what that could mean, but essentially my 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 translation of that, I I, I have experienced it, so I'm not gonna 
teach on just theory. I'm going to speak about it from my experience. My translation of what living wisdom means is that it's truly a teaching that is alive and ever-changing and dynamic and growing. It's like, like the visual I get in my mind is like, you know, reading a book and in between you and that book, there's some sort of energy flow that's coming from that book into your brain. And with the Gene Keys, that energy flow changes and allows more in or less in depending on when you're engaging with it. And it changes what it allows in um, as you're engaging with it. And so the experience of working with a system like this, that is this living transmission, is that when you're in a moment of receiving the transmission. So for example, reading the book, I say, for me, honestly, the only, the the thing that for me is the living wisdom is the Gene Keys book, uh, which took Richard seven years to write. And seven years is a, is a theme across human design, Gene Keys and astrology for a couple different reasons that we maybe we'll touch on later. Um, it was published in 2007, I believe, but it took, it it was like he experienced all of the gene keys as he was writing that book. And so for me, like that book is the living wisdom. I don't experience what I'm about to describe with like the courses or, um, you know, his audios, maybe his audios a little bit when he describes his own contemplations on the gene keys, but essentially mostly with the book, you have this experience when you're engaging with the gene keys where you're reading the book and you're like, literally like solving all of life's problems and having these like crazy spiritual downloads and all these insights and everything's making so much sense and it's so amazing and ah and then you like try to explain this to someone else you try to have a conversation or, or even as a reader um is something i'm gonna address in my in my reader training the master key you as a reader you even you trying to translate all of the downloads that your body understood and that your body got from reading that and and engaging with that transmission. And you literally can't like nothing comes out. It doesn't make any sense. I describe it as like just mumbo jumbo is coming out. And it's so interesting because when you were reading the book, you got it, you understood it, you were experiencing it, you were having a visceral, physical, palpable sensation of the energy of whatever gene key you were reading about. And if you try to say that to someone else later, a lot of the time, especially at the beginning, you literally, you, you can't like it, it, I, and I don't know the mechanism. Maybe it doesn't come out because you haven't truly understood it yet or lived it yet or something like that. I have some theories, which I will teach in my program, but it's a super interesting experience, but it really speaks to, and let me know if you relate, you can just DM me um, at by Maria Henning, but yeah, it's like, it's this very interesting experience of like engaging with this living transmission and like it and truly experiencing the aliveness and the, and the dynamism of it. So it's very cool. It's a very cool system. But yeah, it came through this man named Richard Rudd, who is a super cool guy and he's from the UK and he's still developing this system. And I'm so grateful for him and his team. And it plays on human design and gene keys or sorry, human design and the I Ching. So specifically the the relation going back to that uh is that in the gene keys the the we we use the I Ching the 64 archetypes of human behavior and change as the 64 gene keys to contemplate essentially so we take these archetypes from the I Ching and we plop them into the gene keys languaging and we give them new life and new breath um and and deeper layers i believe there's actually the gene keys folks describe it as like a new lens of the I Ching or there's a there's a word a new study of the I Ching something like that um and so we get you know we get the I Ching and, and translate it into the gene keys which I'll describe what that trans translation looks like but because of the addition of human design and what human design did which is it put those hexagrams on certain degrees of the zodiac again when we go to the gene keys we can use our astrology to understand what our gene keys specifically are and so we get this unchanging hologenetic profile is what it's called hollow because it's this like hologram that you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and everything's kind of holographic and and it's all related it's all interrelated and genetic because it's look it's unchanging it's an unchanging thing of who we are and specifically with the word genetic we're looking at epigenetics again, which we talked about in human design, the study of how your genes express depending on your lifestyle and behavior uh, and environment. And so with the gene keys to kind of wrap it all up together, the translation of I Ching hexagram to human design gate to gene keys 
is that with the gene keys, we're looking at three different ways that that energy could express versus with the I Ching, it's it's kind of just this one overarching thing. Um, and it'll give you some high and low expressions, sure, like some challenges of it. Same with human design, that gate, when you learn about the gates in human design, you will hear about, you know, this is how it could be used. It could also look like this if it's if it's not used correctly. So there's again, a high and low expression or like a highest potential and a, and a possible challenge. But with both of those, they tend to be, at least for me in my experience, maybe maybe you're a student of the I Ching or a student of human design and you find it to be super clear cut, but I don't find it to be super clear cut in the sense that with the gene keys, there are three ways that it could express. And those three ways have, like they're specifically called three frequency bands. There's like a reason that you're experiencing each of those frequency bands. So let's talk about that. So in the gene keys, the three ways that one particular key could express are called the three frequency bands. There's the shadow frequency, which is a result of victimhood and and has an ensuing state of suffering. There's a gift state, which is all about human genius and is a state of service. And then there's a siddic or siddhi state, S-I-D-D-H-I, which is a state of surrender and essentially the enlightened state. And each of the 64 gene keys, again, these same 64 hexagrams and gates and, and gene keys has their own specific shadow gift and siddic frequency. So one of the things that you'll encounter across the gene keys is that there's a lot of focus, a lot of <laughs> focuses is the melted word between focus and emphasis, in case you're wondering. So there's a lot of emphasis on wordplay. Um, there, and specifically like one word, <laughs> one word has a particular meaning. So let me give you an example. My conscious son, like I was saying, the, cap- the type of Capricorn that I am on the day that I was born, given the degrees of the zodiac that the sun was in, is the gate 54 Capricorn. And the I Ching hexagram has something to say about that. It's called, uh, that hexagram is called the marrying maiden. And it describes this concubine in, you know, we're, t- we're thinking Chinese culture f- around 5,000 years ago. It's this concubine that through her ambition marries her way and s- rather sleeps her way to the top and becomes empress. Then we look at it in the human design system and we say, well, that's the gate of drive. That's the gate of ambition who this person that has the drive and ambition to get recognized by someone higher up so they can improve the standing to the rest of the tribe. And the challenges could be that they're way too overambitious or that they're maybe not. Um, And then with the gene keys, we say, great, this is gene key 54. It's called the serpent's path, which has a very specific meaning as to why that's called that. And the shadow of this very ambitious gate, the state of suffering, is the state of greed. And there's a reason that you would be in greed, which is being a victim of drive or a lack of drive. And not only do the do the shadow frequencies have a victimhood reason that you'll find yourself suffering in that shadow state, but they'll also give you a repressive and a reactive way that that shadow expresses. And so the uh, the repressive way uh, that the shadow of 54 expresses is unambitious and the reactive way is greedy. <laughs> so like we get these like very specific words that describe like like a lifetime of experiences. Um, from there, if we can release victimhood, that's how we move from shadow to gift, if we can release being a victim of my drive or my lack of drive, then I would be able to experience the gift state of aspiration. And that's like the best way that as a human, I can be of service using this energy. And I, and service includes being myself and, and being of service to myself too. It's not, this is not a self-sacrificing system. Um, at the very least, not in the gift state. Aspiration is something higher than just material greed. And being that energy or living that out or emanating that is of service to others because that is a good that is a good uh, frequency to be in, being in an as- aspirational state. And there's like chapters written about what aspiration means. There's lots. It's not, it's one word. That one word aspiration or that one word greed has a lot of meaning underneath it. Each of the words I find to be just the very tip of an iceberg that has a lot more underneath it. 
Um, but yeah, and then the the Siddic state, the highest divine frequency state, is a state of ascension. So being being so aspirational um, that I can actually ascend and transcend both material and spiritual aspirations. So we see how what I like about the system is that we see that okay, great, I'm a gate 54 Capricorn. What does that mean? Well, in the Gene Keys, it would say that my greatest challenge is a state of greed and my greatest gift is a state of aspiration. And it gives me a lot of guidance as to what those mean underneath that. Then from there, it's up to me to contemplate it and play with it. And there's a lot more information about how that would express for me depending on uh, the planet that activates it because all those planets have particular meanings. But it's cool because it gives me so much more insight into that into that gate, into that hexagram. It's not just uh, like a, here's a blob of energy. It's like, great, here's this blob and we're going to organize it into like the worst possible state you could express it in, the best possible state you could express it in as a human, and then the highest surrender enlightenment state that you could ever achieve with this energy. So that's what I love about the system. And like I said, it, it really uses a lot of wordplay. So using those like the the words that are chosen to describe every single shadow state or gift state or the name of the gene keys or anything that you find in there all of those words have so much meaning underneath them and they're perfect vessels of what that energy is about Um, and they're all encapsulated in this one little word and not only is there wordplay in that way there's also a lot of wordplay in other ways where you don't have to necessarily just use the textbook meaning. For example, like like I was saying, the the book of the Gene Keys would have a lot to say about what aspiration means. I could totally take a lot of that on, but at first it might be just useful for me to, to try to contemplate what does aspiration mean on my own? I can actually just play with the word on my own. I don't, I don't even have to get into like what theory says about it. So there's a, there's so much flexibility and room to to play. And what I find with having so much flexibility and room to play is that my contemplation and therefore my understanding of myself and therefore my ability to be myself just goes a lot deeper and and just and it's it's a lot more profound and I find myself being seen so much more in the gene key system than any other system that I've ever worked with and that's the cool thing too because there are people that would say that about human design or there are people that would say that about astrology and there are people that would say that about enneagram I think it's dope that every single person has their own like favorite system that they really relate to for me at this exact point in my life and for the last two years it's been the gene key system and I think it's going to be that for a little bit longer especially as I develop a pretty rigorous certification style reader training in the master key so it's just it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful system I really really love it so that's the first kind of benefit that I like to focus on with the gene keys or the the unique, I was gonna say selling point, but I mean, really like the, the unique point selling point of the system is that it takes these 64 archetypes and it tells you the three possible ways that you could be expressing them and why and how to jump from one to the other. This is what I always used to say. I haven't said this in such a long time, but everyone's always like, raise your vibe, raise your frequency. And gene keys literally tells you what that frequency is that could be higher and how to raise it. It's like, well, great. I don't know what vibe I'm in exactly right now um how do i raise it random manifestation person on instagram um but then you go to the gene keys and you're like oh i'm specifically in this frequency in the in the shadow frequency of my life's work for example or in the shadow frequency of my vocation and now it gives me two more levels to reach it tells me that there's a gift frequency to that and that there's acidic frequency to that and how to like move between you know, one to the other. So it's super helpful and practical in that regard. But again, there's so much flexibility and room with how you would even be able to do that. Um, So anyway, that's one of the reasons I love the Gene Key system and one of the main unique selling points. Again, I I wanted to, I'm like, what's another word for selling point? It's just like a standout point or like a, a thing that separates it from other systems. But yeah, we'll just keep calling it selling point, whatever. I can't come up with a different word. Um, So yeah, Love that. Love the three frequency bands of the Gene Keys. The other thing that I love is the spiritual path aspect, which is what I was talking about before. We have this like spiritual path that we receive. It's called the Golden Path. And that path is split up into three different journeys. Um, The Gene Keys describes it as like your hero's journey that you're going to go on. 
the grail quest <laughs> to find the holy grail um, is how they, they talk about it. which by the way really quick the gene keys folks use a lot of very flowery poetic language if you work with me i don't use any of that type of languaging i maybe i'll use it to like embellish a certain thing but mostly i try to bring it down back down to earth and and be a lot more um practical and and use simple kind of like day-to-day nitty-gritty language to describe this work so you know dinkies would say that it's your hero's grail quest (laughs) holy grail quest i would say it's your spiritual path and it's broken down into these three different journeys which are called the activation sequence the venus sequence and the pearl sequence and the activation sequence is your path to becoming more yourself and working through your own personal challenges and then breakthroughs and looking at your four prime gifts there's going to be four gene keys that you're going to have in your activation sequence once you've learned how to become more yourself the purpose of that sequence is to really break down again your greatest challenges in order to become as true to your core as you can then you can move into the venus sequence and the venus sequence is how you deal with relationships and so we're looking at the challenges and breakthroughs that you're going to experience in relationships and so we start with this way of like hey here are your four prime gifts here's the thing that's going to stop you from being yourself and here's how you can really be yourself in the most amazing way possible it's going to feel the best to you and actually your purpose is just to literally be as authentic and true to you as you can and then we go great i did that now you can get into relationships as the truth of who you are rather than getting into relationships not being true to yourself or compromising your core or compromising who you really know yourself to be so we do that with the venus sequence we work with the challenges and breakthroughs in relationships relationships are one of the most intense spiritual paths right we look essentially that's essentially what it's called the venus sequence it looks at relationships as a spiritual path that is what it's that is what it's about and there's a lot of inner child healing that we do in that sequence and then we get to the pearl sequence which looks at business or career as a spiritual path which if you're an entrepreneur you know that being a soul sourced entrepreneur is how i describe it like where where the product that you're selling is a part of your soul expression the the way i like to distinguish this is like you're, if you're not drop shipping mascara wands from Alibaba and you're instead creating a book or a coaching program or art or whatever, something that really is coming from your soul, then you have a soul sourced business. And those types of businesses are spiritual paths. And they're the greatest challenges um, and some of the most beautiful and the one one of the ones that I like to play with the most as a 10 planet person in Capricorn and 10th house placements. I love business and entrepreneurship. Um, So it looks at that and the challenges and the breakthroughs that you'll experience in your business or or soul-led career as a spiritual path. And so if you've heard me say these words, we've talked about activation sequence, Venus sequence, Pearl sequence. It is a sequential system. So where there's a lot of room for the contemplation of how does greed show up in my life or whatever, then we get some boundaries again which is like well we start with this one sequence and we look go through those first and there's an order to looking at those four gene keys and then we get to the next sequence and there's six gene keys there and there's an order we start with this one and then move to the next one and same with the pearl sequence again and then there's there's room again and flexibility to start maybe you don't want to start at the top sometimes maybe you want to start in the middle or you want to go backwards or whatever there's definitely room for that too but there are boundaries if you want them, but you're also welcome to throw them all away, which is really cool. I really love that about the gene keys. Um, and it allows us to, it feels like a contracting and expanding type of thing where, you know, in the contraction, there's a certain growth that you experience there. And then when you expand, there's certain levels of growth you experience there. And then eventually you've played with all the possibilities and experimented with all of it and, and gotten tons of insights as a result. And, and, somewhere along the way really become the most authentic version of you so those are the two really important things to know about the gene keys system one that it is a sequential system that gives us a spiritual path to enlightenment particularly looking at the self as a spiritual path first then relationships as a spiritual path and then finally soul-led career as a spiritual path and then within those paths we have our own unique 
gene keys that present certain challenges and breakthroughs to contemplate where those gene keys, the challenges will be the shadow frequencies and the breakthroughs will be the gift and city frequencies. So it's very clear in terms of how to, you know, what you're going to experience in that certain area and then how to move from that, you know, state of suffering to a state of service or a state of surrender as you traverse through the frequency bands. So it's super practical in a lot of ways, but there's also just so much wiggle room and it's such a beautiful system. So that is the main kind of context that I wanted to give you so you can understand what the heck the Gene Keys is all about, which by the way, if you're listening to this, like just so you know, the Gene Keys is random as fuck. Like nobody knows about the system. It's so small. So I'm hoping that I can give you a really great context because it's, it, there's not a lot of people talking about it. Um, but yeah, that's, that is the foundational context and backstory that I wanted to give you on this wonderful system. So the last thing I wanted to share on this episode is to give you a little bit of context of how I teach the gene key system and kind of talk about it and think about it. And some of the differences that I that you'll notice between my body of work and say like the source body of work and all of this is unique to my gene keys i made a post about this today specifically we're recording this on september 15th yeah and i made a post about it today and so i wanted to give you some of that context here as well so that it sets up again i'm a context provider so you have some context for the future um so three of the things that i want to highlight are the first that i take a very holistic look at the gene keys Rather than with source, obviously, it's going to be very distilled. They're just going to provide you with source information. So I'll talk about what that means. I, like I was saying earlier, I use or I try my best to use simple language um, in contrast to the very flowery and poetic language that source uses. And then the last thing is I very much am interested in the applicable day-to-day understanding of these gene keys rather than the very untethered uh, way that the Gene Keys uh, teaches the archetype. So let's get into what that means. So holistic versus distilled really quick. I What I mean by that is that my love for the Gene Keys also includes studying human design and astrology and the hexagrams alongside those Gene Keys. I don't, um, you know, what I mean by distilled is like with the Gene Keys source folks, they're pretty much just going to tell you about the Gene Keys. So they're just going to say, you know, Gene Key 54, it's the serpent's path, moves from the shadow of greed to the city of ascension, and it's the path of aspiration. I would add on to that, and it's in the human design uh, root center. It's in the channel of transformation, which is 54 connecting to 32, and it's in Capricorn, and it's in this particular degree of the zodiac. If I knew about, you know, Capricorn degrees and decans, I'd have so much more to say about that, obviously. And in the each hexagrams it's thunder over lake and here's what that means and it's the marrying maiden i give you that context as well so i like to have that very holistic look at the gene keys and i mean there's even more that i could say and it's you know in tribal circuitry and like tribal ego circuitry and and there's so much yeah there's just so each of the gates and gene keys has so much information to give so the way that i like to talk about each of these archetypes each of these gene keys includes human design, includes astrology, includes the hexagrams, and we go a lot deeper than just looking at the gene keys on their own. So that's the first kind of difference that you'll see. So if you like, um, you know, blending all those layers together and you have been either studying the gates of human design for a while or the gene keys for a while and you want to blend the two, that's something that I do. And so you'll definitely enjoy hearing me talk about those things. And you might even enjoy learning the gene keys from me in the master key, which will be really fun um, because I'm going to teach each of the 64 gene keys with all of that, um, all of that theory and all of that, all of those layers blended together, which is really fun. So that's difference number one. Number two, simple versus flowery language. Um, I had a conversation with a client recently or a follower who was curious about my certification. And she asked me like, you know, I was planning on taking, you know, the the Gene Keys, like just the courses. Is this going to be the same? Is this going to be the same like type of stuff? And I was like, well, actually, no. The way that I differ with the the source materials that I like to make this stuff really practical. So let me give you, I don't even, I was going to say, let me give you an example of flowery language. Um, I'm like, I can't even do that because there's, there's so, my brain just doesn't think that way. But I think an example would be like, you know, with the 
with the uh, golden path being your hero's quest, your grail quest, your hero's journey. Like that means something to me for sure. And it inspires a certain feeling and, and it's and it's evocative. But again, I would translate that to like, this is a spiritual path and it has a sequence and we're going to go and contemplate this and then you can play. But let me actually just give you like the sequential order of this first so you can have a foundation that makes sense in our 3d brain and then you can fly off and astral travel and like you know do whatever it is you want to do with these gene keys but i like to make it as simple as possible and look as i said yesterday um yesterday that's when i recorded the human design episode but for you it could have been 30 minutes ago if you're like binging these two back to back but as i said in the human design episode when I finished it, I was like, well, I don't even know if that was simple because these systems are so convoluted and so in-depth in a way. Uh, once you understand them, they're so simple in, in, in a way as well and, and very practical and very applicable. But for just a totally new beginner coming cold to these systems, even my simple language could still be very, um, uh, very co- complex or, or yeah just have a lot of information that that you are not used to hearing so but for the person that <laughs> wants to learn the jinkies and wants to have that that language a little bit more simplified and less flowery airy fairy blah 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 then you'll definitely vibe with the way that i teach the jinkies and talk about them and then the last is applicable versus untethered. So what I mean by untethered is with the Gene Keys, you are just getting the raw material, right? When you're reading the book, when you're reading that sacred transmission, that living wisdom, you're getting the raw material of this super dope ass system. And that also includes hearing really crazy stuff like the city of gate 45 being synergy, meaning that eventually we're never, we're not going to even need to eat and we'll just have nanoparticles floating around in the air and that's how we're going to eat. Or like with the city of justice in gate 60, that all, it's going to break through all limits, including the limits of space and time. And so as people who have donned, who have received the city of, of gate 60, you're going to be able to literally travel through space and time. You're going to be able to fly and do whatever it is that you would go back and forth in time. Like that to me is just the, is, is great it, it, in, in a way, like there's a lot of information there, but it's untethered in the sense that there's no tether to like how it shows up. Well, that's not necessarily true. There is, if you read the Jinkies book, you will definitely see lots of tethers taking this very intense spiritual information and, and tying it to like a day-to-day experience the difference between me and just you take reading it straight from the sources, I'm going to mostly focus on the applicable day to day, day to day, day to day tethers of how this stuff is actually going to show up for you in real life. So like when I, when we're talking about gate 60, I'm not going to mention breaking all the limits and traveling through space and time. We're going to talk about how it shows up a little bit more in your real life, which would be, you know, with, with Kate 60, it's like blending uh, realism and idealism. And you know what? I'm not going to get into the Gate 60 interpretation right now because we would go on a very long rabbit hole. Um, but I'm going to tether down the information a lot more and show you how it would work in your life. And and, and in particular, I'm, I'm interested, this is my line three vocation um, in, this is a lot of jargon already, but what the jinky says about my greatest gift is that I'm really good at taking original information and making it applicable, which is exactly what I do with the jinkies. This is not original to me. I obviously did not channel the jinkies. Oh my God. But I take this original creation and I make it applicable and I make it something that is actually useful to you. And so what I can say is, you know, if you're in a reading with me or if I'm teaching a certain gene key, it's like, well, the shadow of XYZ could show up in this way for you, or the shadow or the gift of this could look like this for you. Um, it's one of the things that I do really well in a reading. Um, and, and is going to be my intention when I teach all the 64 jinkies is to get those tethers and bring them back down to like, here's an example of how this shows up in a real person who has experienced it. And they told me in a reading, and now I have an extra story and anecdote to tell you of how this really does show up in this way rather than it just being this raw material and like, well, it could show up this way um, that you're seeing in the book. So those are the ways that I differ from source and, and, and in, in the sense that source is fucking amazing and I highly recommend it. And I've taken all of their courses, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be where I am today with this, with these systems of understanding, but through my own filter and my own learnings and, and years of playing with this and studying it and teaching it and doing uh, readings and getting that real life experience, 
I I have filtered through my gifts and what I'm really good at these certain ways that are just slightly different from source and they're for a different type of individual or it could be for the same individual that just wants a, like a different teacher's take like I was saying uh, in the previous episode it's like it's helpful to hear the same about the same thing that you're interested in from different teachers from different people I don't just have one manifestation teacher I don't just have one you know embodiment or business coach that I that I follow. Um, I don't just have one human designer jinkies person that I follow. There's a couple of people that I really admire and, and, and look at, and that includes source and source is only going to be one of those people because there's not more than just one source. Right. And everyone else is going to be some sort of interpreter or translator like myself. Um, but yeah, I, I like to, I like to take a holistic view. I like to use much more simple and practical language and really make it applicable in the day to day. So if that's your vibe, then this would definitely, this podcast is definitely for you. And if you want to learn the gene keys, either for yourself or you want to actually apply it to your coaching or reading business or anything like that, you want to attain a marketable skill for whatever industry you're in, then you might actually really like the gene keys reader training that I'm uh, launching, which is called the master key. And that's coming out soon. So just check out the show notes, the links in the show notes for that. Follow me on by Maria Henning at Instagram to see when all that is being launched and being released. Um, by the time that this recording is being released, it'll be very soon. And if you're listening this way in the future, it might just be out as a self-study course that you can take on your own. Just check out the links. The, the, the links should be updated or just send me a DM on Instagram if they're not. But that is it, my friends. This is the Gene Keys system. I'm so glad I could give you this uh, this breakdown of my one of the great loves of my life. <laughs> and now, speaking of dance and embodiment and using my Gene Keys, I have an EDM music festival to go to where I'm going to dance the night away using my Gene Key Line 2 Life's Work of Dancer and my purpose of frequency and really get into an embodied experience of my unique Gene Keys. So it's going to be so much fun. But yeah, let me know if you have any thoughts, questions, send me a DM over on Instagram again at by Maria Henning, and I will see you on the next ride. All right, my friend, thanks for joining me on another ride aboard the Shortcuts to Mastery spaceship. You can get started on your human design and Gene Keys journey with me today for free by going to mariahenning.com slash chart, which is linked below. If you're a visuals lover, as well as an audiophile, then definitely join the party over on Instagram at bymariahenning for lots of fun and beautiful educational content and to tag me in the stories with the episodes you listen to so I can repost you. And of course, if you're here, you know it totally rocks for podcasts to receive great ratings. So if you're feeling warm and fuzzy and want to share, I'd be eternally grateful. I can't wait to connect again. Thanks for being here. And until next time, here's to everything going easier, better, and faster than expected.